You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. So here's a little interesting fact. Um, The Twitter account for God has nearly 2 million followers. Uh, And as some of you may know, this week I got a direct message from God on Twitter. No kidding, God was able to direct message me because I follow God on Twitter. But when I tried sending God a direct message back, I got an error that literally said, this user doesn't follow you. Uh, (laughs) Uh, That was big news for me. Uh, You can only send messages to people who follow you. So I went and I looked, and sure enough, God doesn't follow me on Twitter. Um, God follows but one person. Yes, only one person can send direct messages to God on Twitter, and that person is, of course, Justin Bieber. I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Um, So today we heard the story of the transfiguration where God speaks from the clouds. But the fact is, despite an exciting day on Twitter, uh, getting direct messages from God is not something I experience a whole lot. Uh, But this week, I tried extra hard. I did. All week long, I tried and failed to hear the voice of the Almighty. I tried prayer and silence, and long walks. And I have to say, not once did the clouds open. Not once did a voice say something directive to me. God didn't hand me a sermon or directions for how to get to the next stage of my life. And to be clear, unlike the experience many of you have had in churches, God didn't, quote, lay it on my heart to claim some sort of moral high ground from which to shame any of you. I listened and heard nothing but critical voices from what I'm pretty sure was just a combination of myself, the NPR pledge drive, and the voices of a couple (laughs) old Sunday school teachers. (laughs) So I just kept going back and reading the story of the Transfiguration over and over, hoping to know what to say to you tonight. So just to catch you up, here's a previously in the Gospel of Mark review for you about what's going on. John the Baptist had proclaimed Jesus' coming and prepared the people through a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And if you recall, since that is the only way folks could be prepared for a thing like Jesus was for them to forget what they knew, confess what they'd done, and be forgiven for all of it. Then Jesus was baptized and God said, this is my son, the beloved in whom I'm well pleased Then the Spirit immediately drove Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And only after that ordeal did Jesus begin to assemble his little dream team of followers, uh, a group of rank fishermen, former demoniacs, prostitutes, and a couple sick old ladies. It it was with this particular group of A-listers around him that he began to preach and to heal. And boy, did he preach. And boy, did he heal. And crowds of the sick and alienated and lonely and forgotten were drawn to Jesus. And there was a simplicity to that 
No dogma, no doctrine, just walking mercy and divine love. And those who were in desperate need of mercy and divine love could not help but be drawn to Jesus. And then Jesus takes Peter and James and John up a mountain with him, which is where we pick up today. On this mountain, things get a little weird. Uh, Jesus becomes transfigured before them. His appearance changes, and then they see Moses and Elijah talking to him, at which point Peter says something irretrievably stupid because he was frightened and just didn't know what else to say, which seems totally understandable in my book. Uh, Then, as though to shut Peter up, a cloud overtakes them, and they hear God's own voice say, This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. I think it was like that. It was like, don't listen to Peter, like, listen to him. And then, um, just as suddenly as it started, it ended. The clouds parted, and they saw nothing but Jesus and him alone. Okay, so weird story. And if you don't know what to make of it, you're not alone, since, frankly, the three guys who were actually there had no idea what to make of it. And neither did I, since, to review... This week, I didn't receive a direct message from God concerning what to preach about. I mean, I did go to seminary so I could like write 1,500 words about how the word glory is used in the Bible or about who Moses and Elijah were and what they likely represented to Peter, James, and John, but I couldn't figure out why any of that mattered to you or me. So I did what I always do when I can't find anything in the text that breaks my heart. I watched several hours of Netflix. And then I got it together and I went back to check what happened after the transfiguration. And when I did, things finally started to make more sense. Um, The story that follows the transfiguration is amazing and tragically not in the lectionary. So I will once again defy the lectionary gods. Okay, so Jesus, Peter, James, and John come down the mountain, and the first thing that happens is that they encounter this guy who I really think should be the patron saint of House for All Sinners and Saints. Uh, He was the dad of this really messed up kid. Uh, The kid was possessed by something that made him really self-destructive and crazy, and so his dad seeks out Jesus for some healing for him and his poor kid in the same way that the sick and alienated and lonely and forgotten have always been drawn to Jesus. So the father of this demon-possessed boy seeks him out and says, if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. And the father of the child cried out, and here's why, you'll see why I think he should be our patron saint. He cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. And the demon came out of his kid, and somehow Jesus drew to himself a suffering man who both believed and didn't believe, and isn't that still true today? I believe, help my unbelief. I may not know what to think about the transfiguration right now, but this I can relate to. I mean, so many of us don't know what we believe or what we believe is in flux, but what I see right in front of me is how Jesus and him alone still draws the sick and possessed and lonely to him. Jesus still draws those desperate for mercy and divine love to him, just as he did when he walked among us. When the transfiguration ended, we are told that Peter, James, and John were frightened, but that then the clouds cleared and they saw Jesus and him alone. Jesus and him alone. This I can believe in. 
even when I don't know what to make of all the stories in the Bible, even when I don't know what to believe, even when I listen for God and hear nothing but myself, I stumble past dogma and doctrine, and there is still Jesus and him alone. And I, too, in my alienation and sickness and loneliness, desperate for mercy and divine love, feel drawn to him like people always have. That great saint of the church, Flannery O'Connor, said that faith is the thing you know to be true, whether you believe it or not. And here's the thing. That's enough. I know it's crazy, but this, this Jesus thing is so real that that is enough, actually. Because I believe that God chose to reveal God's self to humanity through becoming human and walking among us as Jesus, as though to say, this is forever how I want to be known by you, laying in a cradle, walking among the weary, eating with the ridiculous, alienating the powerful, hanging from a cross and rising from a tomb. I believe, help my unbelief. I believe that in this meal where all are welcome and none are worthy, we are fed grace. And I believe in the ways I've seen that grace change you and me and every stranger who's gathered at this table. I believe, help my unbelief. I believe that the sounds of these children are to the glory of God and that our ignorance is to the glory of God and that our need for forgiveness is to the glory of God and that the way we love ever so imperfectly is to the glory of God, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe in the forgiveness of sins and that every human being, even the ones I can't stand, and even me when I can't stand myself as a beloved child of the Most High God, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe that when we listen to Jesus, we hear God. I believe. Help my unbelief. Amen.